Good Shepherd Sermon for Sunday, March 12, 2023. Pastor John Milkey. Good Shepherd Lutheran Church and School is located in Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, in the United States. Our mission is simple and bold. We seek to grow in faith and knowledge of our Savior Jesus. We want to make him known to others so that they too may share the joys that Jesus has won for them. Here's Pastor. He named the place Massa and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled, there's Massa, and because they tested, there's Meribah, the Lord by saying, is the Lord among us or not? A few weeks ago, we took ourselves to the scene of Mount Sinai where we witnessed God's glory with Moses on the mountain, and of course, the people were down below worshiping a golden calf of false god. And we were reminded to witness God's glory by simply doing what? We were to give God's glory as we recognized his power and his might, to witness God's glory and rejoicing in it. Now that scene that we had a few weeks ago from Exodus was probably maybe two years after they had left the captivity in Egypt where they had spent over four centuries. And now they are, we're backing up a little bit more in the history timeline to a time where they are already recognizing God's great power and might as he took care of them by those ten plagues, as he guided them through the crossing of the Red Sea on dry land. He had already provided manna and quail for them every day. He had actually turned bitter water to taste sweet for them to drink. And now you have here, in Exodus chapter 17, where they are able to be served water from a rock. And you might ask yourself, What is their response to such blessings from the Lord? As the Lord provides them with great blessings and continues to show his love for them, what might their response be? Would they find ways in which they could better serve him and give him honor and glory? Hardly. As you heard me read it, they simply complain and are angry with God. In fact, if you look through the times in which they complained to Moses about what's going on in their lives and his journey through the wilderness for 40 years, they say some things which makes no sense. They say words like, oh, if only we were still in Egypt. And if we're in Egypt, we'd rather serve Pharaoh. And then they also say, it'd be better for the Lord just to kill us than to have us suffer here. Well, which one is it? They bitterly complained against God. So what does that help us do today in 2023? Well, by God's grace, we're going to ponder this simple truth. To stop complaining and start praising despite our sin because of a determined Savior. The Israelites are so blessed. They had all those things that I mentioned before The Lord had provided them with so many blessings. And we also remember that he had provided a 
pillar of cloud to protect them during the day. They had it made in the shade, right? And they also were able to have a pillar of fire to guide them and to keep them safe through the traveling, through those wandering years. And then, of course, they knew about the rock of their salvation, Christ, the promised Messiah, yet to come. But what is their response? Or what happens as a result? If you know your Old Testament history, you know what happens in the end. They all die in the desert except for two men, right? And as they die in the desert, it's because of their unfaithfulness to the Lord. They're grumbling, they're complaining, they're testing the Lord. In fact, the Lord says through the writer of the Hebrews that they, the Israelites, shall never enter my rest. That sounds pretty strong. The Lord was condemning them for their lack of faithfulness to Him, despite His blessings to them. The Lord God was willing to acknowledge that my grace goes so far and I have to cut it off due to their rebellion. As you heard in our text, they asked Moses, why did you ever bring us up out of Egypt to let us and our children and our livestock die of thirst? You can see that God's grace could only go so far. And due to their rebellion, their grumbling, their complaining, their testing the Lord, they ended up dying in the desert. They never made it to the promised land. Have you ever wished you could turn the clock back on your past? Ever wished that you could compare what's going on now to what was happening days gone by? And you might do that because you're asking yourself, you're letting yourself go that far to say, Lord, it's not as good as it used to be. Why are you bringing that into my life now? When I do that, I'm testing the Lord, aren't I? I'm forgetting his words recorded in Jeremiah where God says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So looking at the history of the children of Israel, we can see why we need to stop complaining and start praising God despite our sin. Although we gather in God's house, this sanctuary, is it really necessary for us to grumble and complain? We do find ourselves grumbling and complaining, don't we? It may be about the time of worship. It may be about the length of worship. I think we'll get under an hour today. It may be the music. It may be the preaching. It may be the fact that we have all these costs to carry out our gospel ministry as brothers and sisters of the Lord. There may be a disagreement among us as far as how things should go in the future. And the list goes on and on about all our grumbling and complaining about what's going on in our sanctuary, our worship space, our campus here at Good Shepherd. Is it possible that we find ourselves unwilling to forgive those who are our brothers and sisters in the Lord? Is it possible that we receive the blessing of the Lord's Supper here twice a month, if not more, and we're not willing to give that same forgiveness to those who've done us wrong, who have repented of their sins against us? 
Is it possible that you were in a complaining mood this morning as you were traveling here? Maybe you even ask yourselves the question, should we really go to church today? Is it really that safe to go? Or you argue about what kind of clothes you're going to wear today to worship? Or you're complaining about the children's noise in church, let alone your own children's noise? And the list goes on and on about our complaining and arguing and bickering about God and this place. Stop complaining and start praising because or despite our sin. The children of Israel had every blessing you could imagine. They had all the blessings that God could provide for them. He gave them the Ten Commandments eventually, right? Not to make it worse for them, but to be a blessing for them. He gave them all kinds of blessings as he defeated the Egyptians for them and the Amalekites for them. He continued to shower them with amazing blessings. But it wasn't enough for them. They tested the Lord, they grumbled, they complained, and as you heard earlier, they were not allowed to go into the promised land. God gives us many warnings about temptations too. And I wonder if it's possible that we are more thrilled about being tempted to do those things that God does not want us to do than being thrilled to be in the Word of God. That sounds rather harsh, but I wonder, are we any different? Are we maybe even worse than the children of Israel with our complaining and our testing the Lord? I mean, I just simply look at myself and I wonder, is it really possible for me to say God is worthy of my praise when I see all the pain and misery going on in my life and the life around me? Am I really any better than they are? I sometimes fear that we're more willing to not admit our sins against God or our fellow man than we are to ask for forgiveness. Is it possible that it really doesn't hit home with us, our particular pet sins that are in our lives? We'd rather just go home and not deal with it? Is it possible, because of who we are by nature, sinful and unclean, that we fall into the trap that says that God can't forgive me for that sin too, can he? Stop complaining. Stop testing the Lord. And start praising him despite your sin. As we look at these words, you might be saying, well, actually, Pastor, I have a great relationship with the Lord. Praise the Lord for that. That's awesome. But what about your relationship with other people? Truth be told, who is the person you're more likely to take advantage of throw a temper tantrum at, speak unkindly towards? Is it not the people that are closest to you? Is it possible that we are willing to do those things to those who are closest to us, our own family, of faith, our own physical family, because, well, they're always going to be here for us anyway. Instead of complaining, instead of treating our loved ones and our Christian friends that way, 
turn to another solution. Turn from sin and start praising God because we have a determined Savior. Our Savior came down from heaven to this earth despite of and in spite of our sins. As you well know, He came undeterred because of His holiness and our lack of unholiness. A determined Savior went to the Mount of Calvary where he suffered torture and death to remove all your sins, the sins against God, your neighbor, and yes, your own family members. Your precious God gives us in this Lord's Supper his own body and blood to drink in the sacrament of Holy Communion. As he gives us those gifts, we know that he is present in our lives. We know that he is right now preparing a place for us in heaven. That's a determined Savior. That's one to start praising and not complaining and quarreling about. By God's grace, start praising God because of a determined Savior. Now, there may be some listening, watching, even in this building who say, well, how do you know, Pastor? How can that be so true? You seem so confident. God doesn't lie. God speaks the truth. God keeps his word. So when he promises that he's going to take care of you, physically and spiritually, when the Lord says he's going to give you those means of grace, the gospel and word and sacrament, he keeps his promise to build you up, to give you a better relationship with him and each other. And by God's grace, we can live our lives knowing that God is great, God is good all the time. So start praising God because of a determined Savior. As you know, some of us are gathering for worship on Thursday nights where we are worshiping the hidden glory of Christ as seen through the pages of the Bible. As you review those passion story of our Lord and our Savior, recognize that Soon will come the day, Easter day, when we will see on the pages of Scripture the risen Christ letting his light shine and speaking peace to his disciples on that first evening after his resurrection. By faith you have seen the nail prints in his hands and his feet. You have seen the side had been pierced. You have seen him speak words of forgiveness on a lake shore. You have a determined Savior. You have more blessings than the children of Israel had. Countless blessings from a gracious God. But truth be told, Moses and the children of Israel show us the elephant in the room. The fact is that because of our sinful nature, we are always going to test God. We're going to complain, have disagreements, wonder about God's place in our lives and what about God's plan for our lives. That's what we call a sinful nature. We're constantly at battle, constant friction between our old Adam and our new flesh. So I beg you, by God's grace, to keep praising him because you have a determined Savior who went to the cross to bleed and die and to rise for you. You know the details. They're ingrained in your heart of faith. Those details let you know that he is alive. He's in this room right now. And one day we will see him in all his glory in the mansions of heaven.
and the blessings from God are innumerable. As you look at those words of our God, think about his love for you. Think about his love in your family, your Christian family, your home family. Think about the love of God in your life. And as you rejoice in that Christian love that you have for one another, there's no reason to complain, no reason to grumble, no reason to test the Lord. Your God has given you many opportunities to serve him and be served by him. So my prayer is that as we go forward during this Lenten season, reveling in the good news of the gospel, that we will stop complaining and start praising despite our sin because of a determined Savior. Or as the Apostle Paul reminds us, now to him who is able, according to the power that is at work within us, to do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.